role in the military in Vietnam, a full moon lights you up, right? Like, so you can really see. So your, your uh, chances of getting killed on patrol were greater during a full moon. And that's why they call it a bad moon rising. Oh. Is they would be in Vietnam and the full moon would light everything up so they couldn't be as camouflaged. And a lot of guys died on a full moon more than no moon or a half moon. Ah. And that's where that song comes from. Really? Yep. That's always a good start for the show, isn't it? So if you listen to the lyrics, you'll understand now where that Bad Moon Rising is from. I see... That's a nice introduction is what it is. Yeah. You know, every week we try to do a good show. We try to put our best foot forward, you know, and try to give uh, our fans their all. You know, they're listening money's worth, right? Last week, last week I felt like we felt short. We fell a little short, you know? I felt like we didn't give our fans everything that they came to uh, believe and and expect in a Live from the Dodge Hall performance, right? So what we decided to do is go back to basics. Get rid of all the dead wheat. Wait, I should say. And wheat. And wheat. No dead wheat either around this place. What we did was we got rid of any drunken guests. <laughs> drunken guests are no longer allowed in here, right? They're, uh, this, we're taking a week off of them, right? Yeah, Woo! we, we uh, let them have a nap. We can keep a drunk bartender, but no drunk guests. You know, we know how Paul's going to be drunk. 
is going to be understandable. Sure something is. we can work with. But today we brought back the Nocturnal Emissions, the greatest band oh, yeah. in podcast history. And we brought them back with the only piece of dead weight <laughs> that was, I think, bringing down the show last week and every week, really. Dave the Rooster Charter's not here in the building tonight. Yeah. Bigger things, bigger fish to fry, he said, right? Fuck you, Charters. What I consider this is the all-star <laughs> Nocturnal Emissions in the house tonight. I can't wait to get this show started. We also got uh, Chris Pick. A guy also knows how the show fucking works, and he sits there and he does it like it's supposed to be done. Yep. You know? We got him back in the house, and we got my bartender, brother, just one goddamn bartender. There's nothing wrong with having the beef in here. The beef's actually great. But right now, we're back to basics. We got to get back to normal. You know what we do to get these things started? We play one song. The fucking theme song. You know it, boys. Welcome, everybody, to Live from the Dutch Hall, the greatest podcast ever to come out of a pool shed in Pine Grove, Ontario. No questions asked, you know? I don't care what uh, maybe uh, Greg's up to across the street, whispers of a podcast going on over there. I'll tell you, I listen every day if you do it. But for now, before this guy decides to launch probably the greatest podcast ever to be considered in history, we are the greatest podcast ever to come out of Pine Grove, Ontario. We're getting fiber. We're getting fiber. It's going to get better. And we are the best because of the greatest band in podcast history, bar none, and this is the Nocturnal Emissions, comprised this week of Steve the Reluctant German on lead guitar. Hello, everybody. The band leader, Michael Bowe, on rhythm and vocals. Hello there. <laughs> yeah, listen to the round of applause. I forget. We get the fake applause in here. And then we got the balls of the Nocturnal Emissions. My favorite, Whiskey West Hagen's on bass. Hey, listen to Paul's applause. That was that good. That was pretty good. And then we have our bartender, my brother. And real, well, you know what he is? He's best. just the best. That's the third B this week. Paul Van Dyke is here. Sit beside was his lovely, lovely bride. I, I gotta make mention to it. I, I always like when we have a pretty girl in here. We have Krista Van Dyke right beside him. I know that's a little bit. Uh, Paul, I'm not messing with your wife there. But she's better looking than you are. That's all I'm saying. And I mentioned before, he's back in the house. Comprised our studio audience, guests, slash just a dude in the, in the Dutch hall. Chris Pick is here. Hey, Chris. Hey, all right. Recording for posterity is my lovely wife. The beautiful Dr. Jane Van Dyke. And I'm your host, two times, two President's time. Club Award winner, Pete Van Dyke. Going for a third, maybe. Uh, maybe. Who knows? That's it. Good job, guys. Hey, all right. Yeah. A seamless start. See how easy seamless that was? start, That's yeah. Awesome. 
Mike picked up on the fact that Crest was telling a great preamble story. We had the thing running and then uh, just went into it. And then eventually people figured out we were going on the show. Eh? It was a good. I like that s- surprise start. It put you on your toes. It's like somebody wasn't here dragging us yeah. through the mud to yeah. figure that out. Because this whole show could have been a real, a real stick in the mud. Because I see what happens here. I see what <laughs> happened. Last week, there's a lot of tension in this room. There was an incredible amount of tension. If you listen to last week's show, The Ramblings of a Canadian, you're going to notice a lot of tension in the room. And the tension in the room stemmed from the fact that you guys didn't like our guest. Uh, I'm going to have to come right out and say it because he, uh, he didn't seem like he was adding to the show, maybe subtracting or something, or there was some sort of disconnect. Maybe it was the fact that he was not in the right state of mind. Right. So you you got to give him a bit of a break because he was obliterated, hammered. But at the same time, you don't need to be ignorant over there on the couch. I don't feel like Chris <laughs> is going to be like that over there. No, nope, Chris nope, never no, is. There was a couple nope. points where I was ready to honky-tonk man that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought there was going to be a brouhaha a couple times because it was uh, it was ten- as tense as I've seen it. And what I, my favorite thing that i got to say... <laughs> And I'll tell you about Dave. I've, I've I've done lots of shows with Dave, and uh, and he is better when he's not that drunk. I'll, 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 I'll when he's that drunk, he's the worst. He's the worst kind of person. And uh, but he's in here, and I thought I thought what a disaster of a show, you know, what a disaster of a show. And yet the, there's still people I talk to. They're like that guy was interesting. I'm like what? Yeah, what? <laughs> I found meaning in what he said. What the heck? I, I don't think he knew what he was coming out of his mouth. But but. To be honest with you, interesting show. Fe- the the feedback when we get to it, nailed it, boys. Is is really interesting I, for this week because it was an interesting show. But that being said, my favorite thing that came out was when uh, he goes, I, uh, he was just like angry about something. And he goes, uh, he goes something along the lines. And I didn't listen to the show at all. Did any of you guys listen to the show? I listened I in the tractor. You did? Yeah. It was How did it come across? Uh, better than I thought. Honestly, it was way better than I thought it was going to be because it was fucking painful in here. In here, it was really. Wanted, that's what you don't get when you listen back to those shows. Yeah. The pain that people are going through in the room. When it's tense. Like when you have a moment of silence on this show. Yeah. Like just a. Just a, a dead air for five seconds. Yeah. It's a fucking eternity. <laughs> yeah. And it seems like you are amateur as fuck and you don't know what you're doing. And your show's going to sound like crap. And everyone in the room's uncomfortable by the silence. You know, like it's uh, right. it's really terrible. And you listen back to it and it's like, oh, it's a second. Yeah, it it's no big good. deal, yeah, you know? Not too bad. That's why like people shouldn't judge until they come visit the Dutch Hall. But when you're in the room, the pain that you feel is being a part of the show. Oh, my God. It burns deep like a flaming hot. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners can't pick up on the pain that it is to sit through an and hour of this shit. it boils the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Especially, but uh, anyways, it, what, he, what uh, he said was, what are you guys all just doing? Sitting around here like because you had nothing better to do? Yeah. What are you, bunch of fags? Yeah. yeah, and then nothing better to do. And Mike's like. What do you mean nothing better to do? I'm like with my friends playing music yeah, and uh, doing a, a fucking podcast. It's a ton of fun. We're drinking. Yeah, we're drinking and we're having like, a great time. Some stories, playing music. It's actually the coolest fucking Thursday I could think of. Yeah, we're having a good time. What's wrong with what's wrong with that? You but know, where like, the fuck's the hose? <laughs> Where's the hose? <laughs> That's, that's why all I always uh, that's Paul. All you you know what Paul's impression <laughs> is the guy. best because the because it's all it's, anger. If you could see it, this is when we get fiber and you can actually see Paul's face. He looked like Dave McKinnis. I, I swear to goodness, he did. And uh, it was something about the blank stare 
into the thing, but there is a certain amount of despair. I don't give it away. You know, you know we should just do this uh, unprecedented <laughs> this early in the show because we're getting into it anyways. Let's just go into a segment we call Feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. It's feedback. It's motherfucking feedback. Motherfucking feedback. Yep. <laughs> Welcome to Feedback. We got feedback. This week's feedback is brought to you, as always, by our friends from Amazon. If you go to the Live from the Dutch Hall webpage and click on our Amazon banner, you can do your Amazon shopping and a little bit of the money from the sale of your purchase or whatever is going to come back and help the show. Thank you to everyone that's done that because uh, we need shit. Everything's getting... Turns out when you blow, when you just uh, treat your equipment like shit, it wears out quicker. It sure does. just use it. It's well used. Yeah, we are using it. So anyways, thanks to everyone that's helped out the show. And uh, you know who else is a sponsor of this show? Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you. They're the greatest sponsors ever. They're the right. sponsors that keep not only Van Dyke Party su- uh, Services lubricated. Oh, yes. But they also keep the entire staff of Live from the Dutch Hall lubricated. And they also are the best goddamn automotive lubricants on the market. Clean flow. Yeah. Hell yes. Clean flow. Amen and hallelujah. And when we talk about a reset on this show, we're talking about one thing in particular. And that is... We got to get back to the old basics. A shot of something delicious, mm. especially provided by a sponsor generously. This week we got a, some whiskey. Back to basics, right? Back, back to what we got. And we used to do a thing called a shot around here. Did Michael did it right away. Me and Steven. Because that's new school, eh? <laughs> but if you go back to basics, Michael, we used to do it all together. That's right. There was a segment. Do you want to you take the time where I, I'll just fill it while Paul fills that glass up and you do another Again? shot? You could do one more, Michael. I could have a dab. It's good for the uh, larynx. Yeah, it's good for the larynx. And it's good for my heart. Maybe you'll sing us out. Did Steve do it with Mike before, too? Oh, then we have to do this. You guys got your boyfriend thing going here. <laughs> yeah, we and do it's a, before. It's our pregame ritual. Yeah, you guys have your little moment together. I like that. <laughs> because, you know, you see your relationship grow. And I <laughs> and I know I made the nocturnal emissions and I made you guys all. If you come. sit us beside each other for this amount of time, we're going to eventually drink whiskey yeah. together. It's yeah, we sit, we sit beside each other every Thursday, you yeah. know, exactly in the same spot. Yeah, we're know? like, uh, I guess it's time. What about you? Oh, I know. We're all doing it together. You guys are going to do it again. Just make it your own well, thing. Well, no, we're involving you. Cheers no, this to is it. Uh, this clean is the flow. Clean this flow. is the clean flow. Whoever's got some lubrication here, Clean Flow, the best in the business right here as a sponsor. Uh, yeah. And if anyone else would like to sponsor the show, give me a, a message at lifeinthedutchall.gmail.com. But this is just Clean Flow. Cheers. Cheers. For all your lubrication. You know what I had uh, on uh, Canada Day? Delicious. We just passed here. We bring it used was, to the taste of that. Yeah, I was celebrating with Canada Day with a mm. nice Van Dyke party service uh extra large yellow cup yeah uh i was advertising for van dyke party services and actually i got a few nibbles you really oh yeah we're hot on watch out <laughs> should i do the full ad because i think we should and you know what i'd like to thank is clean Flow for that opportunity of having that cup down there advertising yes you know what i think about clean Flow? you want to talk about top-notch guys at clean Flow? <laughs> damn straight let's uh, let's make it clear it's k l e e n double e flow f l o Right? That's how it's spelled. Like from Dumb and Dumb. But you look at my cup, you know, that says Van Dyke Party Services. There's not one mention of Clean Flow in that whole cup, given out of the kindness of their own hearts. They're not selfish. Yeah. Is there, is, am I wrong? No, nope. I don't. Nope. Anywhere on that cup, do they mention themselves? Selfless, selfless support of the show. 
is what I appreciate from the our sponsors at CleanFlow. And it, again, if you want to do, if you want to help a sponsor, uh, you know, I'll shine, I'll shine the shoes of a sponsor. It gives me like a cup of coffee. Damn straight. That's, a, that's I'm the cheapest guy to um, to get excited to give you good plugs, right? Advertisement isn't expensive here, no. right? Just be helpful. Not live from the Dutch Hall, Chris. No. I'll tell you that. <laughs> we are fucking whores. <laughs> I will sell dirty, anything. Dirty ones. I'm yeah. at the point now, desperate with this show. Just like, give me some money for this fucking troubles, right? <laughs> and even with the comedy, don't you find at a certain time you're just like, fucking, I'm doing this for so long for nothing, for absolutely nothing. Like I'm, ma- I'm losing money every time I go out for yep. gas, right? Yeah. So you're just doing it, and you drive like a, I drive like an hour to do five minutes, yep. like. And they won't even them. give you a free pop. <laughs> no. Not even a, you know, you ask for a glass of water and they're like, uh, you got to have bottled. We don't have uh, tap water here. Yeah. I want, at one time, uh, we I was getting free waters at this one room oh, yeah. I was doing. Oh, yeah. Classy. It was a, it was a real <laughs> treat. Free waters for the comics. So I was like going there. And then all of a sudden, uh, I go there one time to go for my free water and they're like, we don't have water. And I'm like, what? You don't have water? Yeah. And they're like... Uh, Fucking comics were taking advantage. Yeah, <laughs> taking advantage of free water. They're all pasted up. <laughs> like, yeah, I'd like to go on uh, on stage, but um, I got this cotton mouth. <laughs> yeah, do you have some water, sir? Yeah, Fuck it's like, you. Jesus, it's it comes out of task for free. Yeah, perfectly good water. Yeah. We we took too much of it. Yeah, here's a cup. There's the bathroom. You there greedy you go, prick. You greedy bastards. The guy must have pissed three times. Just, yeah. just <laughs> how much water can you drink in an hour and a half? One human prick job. Like, yeah, three liters. I think your bladder explodes. That's how comics justify. They're like, I do yeah. all this trouble to write this jokes and to go and tell it to people who hate me most of the time. Yeah, and then you're like, uh, I'm taking every fucking free thing I can That's get. That's right. On the way out. That's why we abuse every room. Yeah. It's like you can invite the people that get paid on underpaid yeah. all the time. The bar the bar gives out free peanuts. Watch out. Like those dishes of free peanuts. Yeah. Just like a bunch of vultures. Oh man. Turkey vultures on a fucking dead squirrel, right? Just wow. I worked at a room in Brantford uh, where they gave the owners gave uh, like a platter of food to the comics. Right, Jesus. so they, like a like a like a appetizer platter. Yeah, and they just put it out amongst the comics, and the comics could pick at it. Right, <laughs> it was attacked, man. Like, like I stood zombies, back. right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, these are hungry people. Yeah, yeah you you got you got to stand out of their way. Like I didn't eat yeah. anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, I'm okay. I, you know? I ate supper. Yeah, my wife. Most comics, me. most comics haven't eaten like all day. Yeah, what? They yeah, haven't they haven't eaten, eaten all day. day. Yeah, yeah, no, because they're like looking for like the cheapest thing to eat because they're broke. Yeah. It's the it's the most ridiculous business plan in the world, <laughs> which is so funny. When I go from, are we in feedback? Yeah. Oh yeah, we did it. We 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 were supposed to do the the ending party services. services. Yeah. Oh shit, I got sidetracked. It's okay. Yeah. Anyways, ah, feedback can last. You know what? We don't have a drunk guy distracting us this right. time. No, we just got a regular guy distracting <laughs> me. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's good. It's good conversation. But we shouldn't. We shouldn't. We should pick, keep. Where were we in that, anyway? Feedback. Anyway, yeah, feedback. Sorry. Uh, Van Dyke Party Services, if your friends are a bunch of pear-shaped losers and you're trying to have a summer party that's going to be off the hook, maybe what you should do... Get a couple hula hoops. ...is, is contact Van Dyke Party Services at, at uh, livefromthedutchhallgmail.com and we'll send you between 5 and 29 Van Dyke First Cousins in bright yellow jackets 
They're going to make sure that you're going to have the time of your life. And if you're not 100% satisfied, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to return that $100. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. You also got to pay for all expenses. I forgot that. Yeah, they possibly could run through our bodies. And potentially yours. Oh, baby. Van Dyke Party Services. Don't live your life in regret. Brought to you by our good friends at Clean Flow. Who are the best. And our final sponsor of the evening is the Army Electric. Mm. And all I got to say, it's the summertime. You know, what a precious, precious time to spend with your family. You know, and when you have a young family like my cousin, the proprietor of Yarmy Electric, right? Derek Yarmy. He's got a nice family. And this is a precious time in their lives. And God damn it, maybe you got to put up with a bit, bit of uh, inconvenience with your fucking flickering lights. Or your ceiling fan isn't working quite right. Yeah. Oh, there's a wobble. Can you come over and help me with the wobble? It's hot in here. <laughs> I've been spinning it, but it, it makes a bit of a wispy sound when I'm trying to sleep. It keeps me awake. Can you... Tr- no. I can't. I'm a fucking real electrician. I do things, right? Busy. I'm busy, and I have things to con- concentrate on that aren't you, okay? So don't call me. The Army Electric, if we don't get it right the first time, we'll get it right the second time. And if we don't get it right the second time, you can go fuck yourself. Hey. I'm going to say the Army Electric has also brought you by CleanFlow. Yeah. Because <laughs> CleanFlow goes through it the whole way because they gave us the best they're sponsorship. Just, they're just the best. To be honest, Amazon, you know what Amazon I can say whatever I want about Amazon. Also sponsored. Because they don't really even know that they're sponsoring me, right? They're so big. I'm just a little stupid little thing they do, right? So I can say Amazon can suck my dick. Whoa. Right? Suck on my titties. (laughs) Right. Suck on my titties, Amazon, you big fucking uh, corporate drone motherfucker. Cock balls, ass. (laughs) You can say anything. Yeah, I hate you, Amazon. You, uh... You love uh, genocide, <laughs> right? Absolutely it. doesn't affect me at all, right? That's what I love about podcasting in general and the fact no one listens to my show. <laughs> this is the greatest show that no one's ever going to listen to. That's the thing. That's the funniest part about it. <laughs> it is actually a pretty good show because you listen to other podcasts and then, you, and, and, and then you listen back to one of these ones sometimes. Like sometimes, not last week. Not last week. Hopefully. <laughs> but sometimes. <laughs> By the way, by the way, Tig is great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to yeah. tell you. Oh, oh. oh. N- Mike's not great. Oh, Word Michael. up to Tig, though. Word up to Tig. Oh, yeah, he, he is great. Like, he had to put up with that so much. Opa. Yeah, that guy's. Like, a, what a saint. Saint. Saint on earth. That's the next time we'll have Tig back and we'll uh, be able to talk about the uh, the trials and tribulations of that evening. <laughs> he would have had a two-hour drive. Oh, my hour, goodness. Hour okay. and a half, for sure. Yeah. Hour and a half. Hour and hours. 20, maybe. Uh, no, That's a long drive. I wonder if there was yeah, vomit in that car. Yes. Honestly, the the comics before them, Chris, uh, that we had in, uh, Doug Coney and uh, Dan Brennan, and we had to have them yep. back in because uh, Doug, who we fucking didn't even turn his microphone on the whole night, <laughs> And we don't even know at this point in time if you're on. God, we'll find know. out tomorrow we'll if we can have any of this tomorrow. recorded. Yeah. A bunch of jackasses in here. That's And that is the original life in the Dutch Hall. Back to basics, right? We sucked at the beginning. We suck now. We didn't improve in like three years. <laughs> but it's really flown by. There. But anyways, I was saying like, uh, I don't even know what I was saying. Something about feedback, right? Feedback. Anyways, we got a... Uh, so last week's show was uh, that that was a real weird one, yep. and uh, I thought it was gonna be hated, 
like amongst uh, around the board and it was not it was a split down the middle based on your sex it was if you were a woman that's unbelievable you if you were a woman you actually felt like uh dave was deep and uh and thoughtful right watch women because I, I am I am dating a woman right now. You are? Who had not thought those thoughts at all. She hated every minute of okay, it. Okay, She good. wanted to jump through the speaker. Wait. No, you, are, you have an opportunity here because you were one of the people. Jane Van Dyke is in the room clicking pictures. She has a microphone available to her. You know uh, you were one of the people that provided feedback of last week's show. Yes, I was. And uh, you said... That you felt that he added, that Dave added something to the show because he he felt this this amount of despair. Did you feel like concerned for Dave because? Yeah, or, it was it was intriguing what he where he, the perspective he was coming from, you know, because he's saying like, why are we doing this? Why are we living day to day? And you're like, oh my God, you know, enjoy life. And he was just so like questioning life itself, like why do we live day to day and do this, the same thing over and over. Wow, man! So see, you see how a sober person deep thoughts can take from a can take from from a uh, uh, a drunken person a a blithering mess, right? Somehow going through this, uh, and I got nothing, none of it, right? I had not like I think men had no ability to understand that, but women all of a sudden understood what he was saying, and uh, could 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 like uh, think he's deep. He's thinking about the, the that sort of thing. I it was and it was it wasn't just you, Jane. Deep it wasn't just you. There was multiple multiple women. That's unbelievable. That had the same opinion there, Crazy. and I and I felt it was like uh, unbelievable. Now it's nice to hear that Ke- that you sweet sweet Kelly. She did not think that. That she did not think that because. Uh, she's uh, normal. <laughs> no, no, it's not that she's normal no, because my wife's her normal. Empathy. She had no empathy. No Sorry, empathy, Jim. though. No empathy. Like, she's empathy. like a dude. She's yeah. like a dude. Yeah. She, she's an avid listener, right? So, like, when she's driving home from a tough 12 Yeah, but Jane is, too. Jane's never missed one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And spoiler I, alert, uh, listener of the week, right there. Oh. Yeah. Jane Van Dyke, she's a listener of the week. She's also a doctor. Oh, sorry, what I'm sorry. I, I should have. just I, picking I, up the glass <laughs> over there. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know who you yeah, are? listener of the week. This is her week. It's your week, Jane. I've never been listener of the week. Well, you are are right you now. kidding me? <laughs> Was that Jane Searing? You know, you know, some people are going to have problems with that. They're going to say Jane Van Dyke should not be listener of the week. She's your right, wife. Exactly. You know, it's nepotism. <laughs> And it's worst. She is the listener of the week. And I'll tell you, who else gave me feedback so better than what I just heard? Yeah, just once, never really again. Dyke, hopefully. What? There's also, while you're at it, well, this is the other reason why she won listener of the week. This is my favorite piece of feedback from the... Wow, wow, wow. And you might as well stay close to that microphone because this is pertaining to my wife. Uh, uh, she did not enjoy the term that I referred to her as last week on the program when she listened back to it. Jane was busy. She's not in the room the whole time. She comes at the beginning, she takes pictures, and she leaves. And then she brings it. And then she listens back to the show. I have it every week. She listens to the show. My wife, to her credit, and uh, which I would have stopped if I was her. If she was making this show, (laughs) and I had to listen to it, (laughs) I would have stopped by now. She still does it, so I I appreciate it very much. So when she listens to it, she's like, "You called me long in the tooth." (laughs) Whoa! Right. And I was referring Yikes. to her being long in the... T- That's an old term. 
the old term long in the tooth? Yeah, mm-hmm. where does that come from? It comes from like as you age, the dental saber tooth tigers. The dentistry yes. wasn't as great back then, so your gums recede and you become oh, long in the tooth. That's so cool. When you're older. Really? And so yeah, that's where I know a lot of stupid no, shit. No, facts. no, I heard it. <laughs> I hate it. Random stupid facts. Yeah. Chris. <laughs> no, I love it, Chris. That's beautiful. And yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you right now, I actually heard a different version of it. Okay. And I don't and, and, and I don't know what's and true, you know what? that's just what I heard from a dentist. This is what I heard from nobody at all. Okay. In the universe, except for it's in my head as being fact. Okay. These are Dutch Hall facts. This is a, called a Dutch Hall fact, so it's based on nothing, no actual research. All right. But I heard long in the tooth is like a pertaining to a rodent. Dutch Hall fact. Because the rodent's teeth never stop growing their whole life, so the teeth of a rodent keep growing. So the older a rodent, the longer the tooth. And therefore, they're called long in the tooth. Or you're giving an elephant tusk. The longer the tusk, Wait. the longer the... I know a fact about rodents, and here it is. About rats. <laughs> yeah, that's... I don't know why, but this shit sticks in my head. So a rodent's teeth, as they gnaw on shit, wears down, and their teeth keep growing, and that's... So their teeth will never get long because, oh, because they keep they're gnawing. always using it. They're always using it, and it breaks off. But they do, in fact, keep growing oh, their whole life. This is fucking awesome. This is too. Sorry. No, no, this is not sorry. This is a great bet. This is a great uh, thing because what you're doing is uh, throwing real knowledge into Dutch Hall facts. But I don't know if your knowledge is real either. But it's it's good to mix them together. Let's do another thing. Right. Okay. What's another expression? Never look a gift horse in the mouth. Do you know why that is? I, do. <laughs> I love it. I know it. I know it. <laughs> okay, go. Because how people used to judge horses is by their teeth and everything. Yeah, yeah. And they so a gift horse, when you're given a horse, you don't look at it in the mouth, you just take the horse. Yeah, and say thank you. And say thank you. Yeah. That's where that comes from. This is And good. I always Oh, sorry. This horse is facts. good. I like this. <laughs> and I always was uh, I always thought I always heard the expression never look a gifted whore in the mouth. <laughs> That's right? true also. Horse facts right. as well. Yeah. Yes, because she's gifted at her craft, you know? Yeah. And you don't have to check their teeth all the time. No. You pray for less. Right. Teeth. Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice cap off. Good good segment, fella. Nice segment, right. Chris. Chris you know was what a big we did. part of that over there. Yeah. Chris was a big part of that. What I did was I put on, I put together for today's show an ensemble cast of just like <laughs> all stars. My wife playing the role of the uh, the the female to appease the listeners at home. That there was a female, because that's another thing we get in part of feedback. We got feedback. If only there was video. Is we got a lot of people say to us, we don't have enough women on the show. True. And we uh, two. And we have two in the room tonight, one on microphone. Krista says no microphone. You want to know why? Because uh, she would ruin Paul, make him look like a little bitch. <laughs> 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 hey, Paul. Paul's got to keep up his persona. <laughs> Paul, I want to... Persona. Yeah. Paul's so quiet. Today. Yeah, Paul's been quiet for about uh, six months. Yeah. He comes here on the show and uh, sleeps half the time <laughs> and then leaves as soon as it's done. But he still witnesses it, right? He's, hey, he's here pretty much uh, more than charters. More than charters, yeah. It's fucking charters. hot out, too, and I'm tired and got to get up early. No, I, I swear to God, I have more respect for Paul because I did it. I mean, I did what Paul did, uh, so I 
can say, not what Paul did, but I did like the same job as a uh, the lowest rung of the ladder <laughs> that you could possibly. You're not be the in. leader of that job. No, I am the bottom of the job, and Paul's the one in the middle, like reading the plans and uh, and understanding things. I'm the one at the bottom, like saying, "What can I lift?" <laughs> right? You need that. I can push things. <laughs> So when you wake up in the morning, you need your brain. Well, yeah. What? When when he wakes up in the morning, he needs his Paul brain. Paul needs his brain. Yeah. yeah. I didn't need my brain. I get brain. that. I right. get that. But anyways, I, I still respect the physical aspect of the job because when I came home, I felt like an, uh, like uh, exhausted, you know? And then I, on the Thursdays when I had to do this and work, it was like, uh, and I did it for like three times. Like, <laughs> fuck, I'm such a lazy idiot. But, uh, they, um, <laughs> but anyways, it was like impossible. So when I, I respect Paul now. Because I walked in, I walked in his shoes a little no. bit, right? No. Before no. I was just like, Paul, no. suck no. it up, man. What a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. Paul's like, fuck, I gotta leave right after. Yeah, I did. I did like eight hours, eight hours of accounting too. <laughs> like that's hard mentally. <laughs> that's what you'd say. I don't remember even telling my dad, you know, because he'd be like, your job's a bit of a pussy job when I was a banker, <laughs> and then. Uh, I'm like, you don't understand. Like, oh, he was like, why are you so tired? You just sat and did banker job, banker work all day. Because I, I would go to his house and I'd be like so tired. I'd sleep there all the time. I wouldn't visit with him. And, uh, but I would be like uh, tired because it was, to me, it was hard like to do banker work. It was like you're thinking all the time. You're angry all the time. You're so angry at how stupid it is. Like they tell you when you're a banker that uh, you got to tell people that, uh, you, you, I can't give you any money. I was lending money, right? So yeah. you, you say, I can't give you any money because you don't have enough money. Right? That's crazy. <laughs> it doesn't like make sense. You don't have yeah. credit, but you need credit to get credit. Yeah, so. it was like you're saying, I'd say, you don't have enough money for me to give you money. And they'd be like, well, that's the reason I need money. And you're like, but I, you, if you get more money when you don't need it, I'll give you all the money you want. That's crazy. <laughs> that was my job. Round and round you go. <laughs> but you right. know something? Mental, it's a fact. You can actually look this up. Is uh, <laughs> the mental uh, the mental shit, like mental tiredness, yeah. will wear down your body faster than physical because mental your brain facts. controls everything, right? Yeah, and this is interesting that we have Chris here, is too, as a, a, a part of the military because... Uh, um, you know, there's a lot of talk of PTSD in the military. Yeah. And we, and uh, as a, I read an article about how people that worked in the, uh, uh, just in the corporate world, right? Yeah. Where it's so far uh, removed from their, like, uh, authentic Humanity. self. Yeah. Self or whatever. Like, who you are. Like, it's so, like, uh, demoralizing to you as a person because they try to uh, put you into this, like, uh, big machine system. Yeah. Of how just we, another cog in the cog wheel. Or the you, wheel yeah, yeah, you got to like dress a certain way and talk yeah. a certain way and be a, a certain way to be part of yeah. this corporate machine or whatever. And like some people feel that they're so like uh, like when they get away from it, they have the same symptoms of PTSD as a soldier would have because they because they're so um, pro, like 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 a like a like for me for example. I did the same thing. I did the same thing for like yeah. 15 years, like where you don't do anything but that same thing over and yeah. over again. And you live in that culture of the big corporation, and you live in that culture of a yeah. company or whatever. And then when you're done, it's you're like uh, you see how s- kind of silly it all is. Yeah, 
you see how like kind of foolish the whole thing was and that's how i felt about my job at the, when i was banking yeah. when i was done when i was away from it i was like how could i ever do that again it seems ridiculous yeah i have i have some friends that have uh post-traumatic stress disorder from afghanistan and everything right yeah so i don't know maybe there's different like it's like uh something that might affect me might not affect me like i don't have post-traumatic stress disorder or anything but something that might affect one person like say uh say say you break a fingernail right right that might be the same amount of stress as a soldier getting shot at you know what i mean like yeah. the level of stress is the same but maybe there's different levels because you don't hear about like you hear about army guys all the time like this is the 22 yeah. uh, push-up challenge is every 22 minutes a soldier kills himself in north america right 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 but you don't hear about like every 22 minutes a banker kills himself like i think that would be a great start no but... no i'm not saying i'm not <laughs> yeah that would be a great start <laughs> you know sorry man i fucking we love could, it we i think like stepping on you your know. line no but, no problem but they uh you know i agree no but uh they they uh um, I'm not suggesting that the same my experience. No, as but a they banker, might might affect them their brains because they yeah. haven't been pushed to that next level. Like right, you know, it's like uh, in their reality, they've been pushed the limit of their reality. That's right. Where a soldier's been pushed past that limit, but like he's times. been trained to pass right that prepared like, for it, prepared for it, like yeah. uh, trained. Um, you know, it's a bit of a. A bit of a brainwashing almost like a not a brainwashing but you're just trained like to be like be able to do that it's the whole rabbit theory of like fight or flight you know right. freeze and do you fight do you run or do you fight and the soldiers trained to not freeze and just fight right away they've taken the freeze out of you and they've taken the run out of you right where you just fight so maybe it's a training. Maybe there a should Magdala. be maybe for bankers there should be a boot camp where people come in and you just deny loans for like no. two years straight. No, there is a boot camp for bankers. Is there? Yeah, there is. No, I shit. swear to God, there's a boot camp for everything. Just like comedy, and or like if you go to any any, I bet you if I t asked any of you that worked anywhere, there's a boot camp for it, which is they treat the new guy like shit, That's and they true. have to do all the worst stuff. Yeah, and they get paid the least, and yeah. they do. They get all the extra work that nobody wants to do. That goes to that dickhead. That's you when you start. And that's your boot camp, right? Yeah, and uh, just yours True. is more like, like abruptly, Yelling. like you are yeah. a piece of shit. Yeah, if maggot, I, if it, maggot. Yeah, maggot. You're called maggot. All my knowledge of the military is based on movies, eh? Yeah. Well, basically, uh, if you take like a uh, Full Metal Jacket. And you know when the guy's coming in and screaming and everything at everyone? Yeah, yeah. If you take that, that's basically what it is. Like, we got in the bus on Halifax to go to Cornwallis, and that bus ride was one of the scariest motherfucking bus rides I've ever had in my life because they were nice in public to you, and then you got on the bus where they had you, and yeah. you were locked, and there was a three-hour drive, and all you listened to was ACDC, and at high volume, and you just got into deep thought, and they are like... They were screaming on the bus, you dirty, rotten, maggots, civvies, and this and that. And then you got the funny thing in boot camp. So I don't know what guys were fucking thinking. That's real then? They call yeah. you maggots? Oh, yeah. They call you maggot, asshole, scum of the earth, dirty, rotten, dope, smoking, civvy. Any of like homophobic stuff? No. Never. Never? Never. They stepped away. You're probably past that. Uh, I day. even went in the early days. I was in an 89. 
Oh, really? And that was the early days. Yeah, and no, out. no, they wouldn't call you that. But so then you get to uh, the barracks, right? And they line you up, and you're in your like suit and everything with your long hair. And uh, they say, okay, there's going to be an inspection of your civvy bags. We, they put a garbage can, and they say, all your drugs put in that garbage can, all your weapons and everything like that. And, like, there was probably 50 guys with Rambo knives, right? And yeah. they were all laid out. And then someone brought an ounce of fucking hash. <laughs> an ounce of hash. And our garbage can full of dope. They give you that little, uh, you know, the teacher waste paper basket. It was overflowing. And they said, we don't want anything on the floor. It all has to go in the can. And someone had to go back in at these fucking five scariest motherfuckers that were screaming at you and ask for another can. We filled up the fucking can weed. of weed and fucking dope. And I'm thinking, Gosh. I didn't have anything. I was 17 at the time, and I was scared shitless, right? Like, I was so scared. And... Uh, all these guys, this guy brought out like an ounce. Uh, have you ever seen an ounce of hash? It's like a <laughs> fucking, it's bigger than a chihuahua it's shit. Like, That's all I'm going to say. Is it was Lacrosse ball. And then they go through the garbage can in front of everyone. And the girls are so scared. They've thrown in their birth control pills in there, right? And oh. they're like, whose are these? And who's Tylenol? And someone has an inhaler. People were throwing in their fucking <laughs> asthma inhalers. Like there was medical shit. shit going in here. And... All the like, uh, not prop. What what uh, the contraband was going in there, and then they make fun of you because they have fifty Rambo knives, and they're like, okay, who belongs to these? And you got to put up your hand. They they insult you by who brought this shit in. No one was claiming the weed, no matter how many push-ups we had to do. No one was claiming the weed, right? But the Rambo knives, buddy would put up his hand, and they're like, who the fuck are you? Are you fucking Rambo? You know, and just listen here, maggot. You know, you you won't get a fucking bayonet or a knife after 10 weeks, and they're just screaming at you. Everything is screaming. Like, they are fucking screaming at they're you. intense. You're pissing your pants, right? Like, you're so scared because these guys are in uniform. They look intimidating. They're, they're walking. Like good shape. They're good muscular shape. Muscular guys, like. And I love it because. Older oh, guys? like, are these uh, like Well, they'd be about 25 to 27. Really? And you're like 22. And I always hear civilians say. Oh, I'd just punch him in the face. No, you fucking wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You're so scared. And plus, if you punch him in the face, you're going to jail. And you've signed up for three years. So you can either do this 10 weeks or you can do the fucking three years in jail. Right. Yeah, and yeah. it's fucking scary shit. That's all I know is I was pissing myself. Yeah. And the first night I got like a two hour sleep looking at I was on the bottom bunk. Some dude was on the top bunk like jail. Right. And you're just looking. You're thinking. What the fuck did I sign up to? Yeah. Is all you're thinking. You're so scared. But the garbage can was great. On our course, when they had to go in and ask for an extra garbage can. What was the incentive for you to join? Uh, just my mom. My mom, I, I got fired. And then on the way there to the recruiting She office, thought it was a good like option. Yeah, she thought it was a good option. Get out of a small town. You know, there was nothing for me. I dropped out of high school. Had my grade 10. And she was like, I'm going to get this kid a job and... Get in your suit, Chris. Uh, we're, I got a job interview for you. And on the way from Elora to Kitchener, about a 45-minute drive, about uh, 37 minutes in, she said, we're going to get you to join the Army. And then at 17, your parents could sign. Could uh, You had to do it under your own. I was kind of forced, right? But my mom, she just knew. And it was one of the best things for me 
in a lot and of ways. And how long were you there for? Uh, I was there until 97, 98 till 97, or 88 till 97. 88 till 97, so nine years? Yeah, it was like uh, when the barracks moved up to Calgary. I could be wrong with 97, it could have been 96, but something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, it's still like, uh, yeah, that's a, like, a, that's a, and you got to go all over the world? Uh, I got to go, like, I did a tour in Bosnia in uh, 1994, and then uh, we were part of AMF, so you went like once or twice over to uh, Norway, and then when you were over in Bosnia, you got like a 17-day leave. So a lot of uh, the guys... This was during that big genocide, right, in, in Bosnia? Yeah, it? like, oh, well, it was a war. And it was uh, a... where it comes from is the reason the UN got into the war... I'm going to bore you with more facts. <laughs> is uh, Franz from. Ferdinand, the archbishop, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. He got shot. That started World War One. So when Bosnia started again, the whole world said, fuck, we don't want World War Three. Let's go in there and stick our noses in it. And that was it. But yeah. we can move on. Let's move on to something interesting. No, that's interesting. That is goddamn interesting. I was in uh, England at the time. Right? Yeah. At the same time you were in Bosnia, I was yeah. in England. And uh, that, and we and we had a girl I was living with in England who was going to go visit her family in Bosnia at that time. And we were like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah. You know, it's like yeah. there's a lot of shit going on there. When, you know? when I was over in Bosnia, we're at Czech. Checkpoint Kislyak. Uh, I think it was. No, you Kilo, know what? I'm Kilo wrong. Hotel. I'm wrong. I got it all wrong. Yeah? I got it all wrong. I think I'm an idiot. No, no. Uh, uh, maybe. Which is the one that there was like, uh, ah, shit. It's the 90s, right? This is like yeah. 95. Okay. Right? Is that when you were there? I was in 94, 95. Summer of either 94 or 95 was when I, I can't remember. Right. So like it was like, and there was a guy... It was like Yugoslavia, the former Yugoslavia. Yeah. Yep. Right? That's Bosnia, right? That's Bosnia. Bosnia, what it was, was Croatia and Serbia separated along with Macedonia. And then Bosnia was the melting pot. So there was a lot of Serbs, there was a lot of Croats, and there was a lot of uh, Bosnians. And so it was real political in that country. Right. Because uh, everyone wanted, like, to have the power of that country. So because it was such a melting pot of different uh, ethnic backgrounds and everything, it was like town versus town, brother versus brother-in-law. Like there was a lot of... Uh, and right. when I was on uh, Checkpoint uh, Kilo Hotel, which oh. was in between Visoko and Kislyak, this girl came up and said, I'm from Canada. And we were like, what the fuck are you doing here is what we're thinking, right? Like, it's probably her. I'm, she's looking for her husband who came over here two years oh. prior, and she was from London, Ontario, and she came over to find her husband. Now, that girl, there's a lot of love to go into a war oh, zone man, yeah. for your husband. Like, I don't know if he has, like, a nine-inch penis. Is that why he Would you do that, over? Circumference. Would, can you, can you, would you uh, go into a war zone for me? Uh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> right. I seriously, I'm not even kidding. I'll tell you right now, I'll do it. I would do it for only three people. It's you and the two girls. Yeah. And, oh, I and my mom, four people. <laughs> Other than that, my dad can go eat a, eat a, eat a dick on that one. I'm not going to work, so I'm far. I'm sorry. Sorry, Pop. I know you're listening. Yeah, well, ditto. <laughs> so, but my mom, my wife, and my two daughters, that's it. I don't even think I would do it if I had a son. I would think I'd let my son just like, go to his own free will, figure it out. Figure it out. What about charters? No way. Yeah, that's right. Fuck charters. Yeah, honestly, he couldn't even show up tonight. I went out to Long Point to sit there and make sure charters is okay. He's like, uh, you know, see how he's, 
You know, Achari's left alone to his own devices for a week away from his uh, uh, his quest to take over the industry of the world. I got a question. Uh, how many late nights of guitar playing were involved in this uh, venture? Well, I don't know about guitar playing. I'm going to put a baker's dozen in. <laughs> I bet you Charles had that guitar out a few times. And uh, he had a lot of uh, vodka drinking last night. Whoa. This is how stupid Charles is. He tells me today... We're at the. I'm sorry. We're at the. Uh, uh, I'm out to see him in Long Point. Right? He's just on the holidays this week, so I went to go see him, and uh, he's sitting there, and he says, "Me and my brother-in-law here, we made up a our own drink. We call it the lawn darts." What's that of? Lawn darts. I said, "What's it made of?" He goes, "It's uh, vodka, lemonade, and uh, darts. iced tea. Vodka, lemonade, and iced tea." It's an Arnold Palmer. <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> It's a fucking Arnold Palmer. And then Charles goes, uh, like, he's like, uh, hey, he must have played darts. <laughs> he's known for he, playing yeah, darts. He played darts uh, with the golf club. Yeah, the same thing. I was like, yeah. Yeah. And he's trying to justify it somehow. I'm like, all right, whatever. You're an idiot. It's an Arnold Palmer. You didn't invent anything. He actually got so drunk last night, he think he invented a drink. Because he was so sick of drinking beer because he's on holiday. So he's yeah. been drinking beer for like five days where he drinks like 24 hours a day of beer, you know? I always wonder, like, what's everybody's, because, uh, like, I feel that too. You get so full of beer. Like, what's your next vice, right? Like, you're so full of beer, you're like, oh, yeah, beer's yeah. getting, and then what? A whiskey, apparently. Whiskey? Rye water is the alcoholic yeah. drink. A Rye vodka water. water with a splash of cram. See, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I, I think I actually think vodka water or vodka soda is the new alcoholic yeah. drink. Yes. Yeah. It used to be I rye agree. water, but yeah. it's now vodka soda. Vodka soda and put whatever else yeah. you want. Yeah. It doesn't right. it make it doesn't stink you up as much. Uh, I I used to drink a lot, and yeah. I used to drink rye and water. So it was one shot of rye packed ice two shots of water with a twist of lime no one could ever smell you like the booze uh, on you and the water you never got a hangover neither because you're drinking more water than alcohol what you're talking about right now is a classic van dyke wedding program <laughs> that i put on uh, every time there's a van dyke wedding it's just it's just rye waters you wake up the next day you wake up surprised where you're lying. Yeah, I'm not gonna make that up. I, that's the truth. Yeah, you're gonna lie. You're gonna wake up somewhere that you're surprised about. But when you do wake up, you have one nice hard shit, and you feel great. Hopefully, a bacon right? and egg. Have sandwich. a nice, a nice bacon and egg sandwich, and maybe a glass, a couple glasses of water, a nice hard shit. Boom, you're on. You're done with the rest of your day. And a good sleep. Don't forget about that. Oh, nice nap. Is it regular bacon or female bacon? It doesn't matter. Regular. Bacon, bacon greasier. The greasier, yeah, the, the better. Greasier the better. Uh, female bacon's too, like, it's, 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 it's thick it's and robust. Hammy. Yeah. yeah. It, it doesn't have enough grease. grease. doesn't get me what I need. Yeah. I need grease. By the way, I have a real fucking problem. We have this, uh, this is an example of how the world is uh, run by people who have jobs that don't have any need to have jobs. And this is a corporate structure at its finest. I'm going to tell you about it. I bought this thing called uh, uh, bacon with uh, Montreal steak spice. Right? And Jane's like, oh, our daughter loves Montreal steak spice. She's going to love, and she loves bacon. Add that to bacon. It's perfect. The best of both worlds. They come together, unite, and uh, we come up with the greatest thing ever, right? Well, Turns out, it's a piece of garbage. Whoa. And what they did was they messed up bacon. Aww. And bacon was perfect. How in the fuck can you mess up bacon? 
That's what I mean. You can't fry this bacon. It tastes like shit. It smells gross. My cat comes every time I fry bacon. He jumps up <laughs> beside me on the counter. Larry? Yeah, because he can smell the bacon from across the room. He loves it. I put a stool up for him so he can jump up, and I let him lick my fingers, and I touch the bacon, right? He's no fool. He's no fool, right? He loves to smell bacon. This stuff I put on there, and he won't come up. He sits there. He's disgusted by the smell because it doesn't smell it. What it is is a, this is an example of somebody in the corporate world who's saying, we need to sell more bacon. Why would you say you need to sell more bacon? The bacon can't. The bacon sells itself. It's the most perfect food on earth. <laughs> Yeah. Right? You don't even improve on fucking bacon. It's a, it's bacon, right? You can't improve on bacon. And yet no. this person's sitting there saying, oh, I got an idea. We're going to do flavored bacon. Why? Because you're not moving enough bacon? You're ruining bacon. <laughs> it has to do with Wall, Wall Street, I think. Because <laughs> Wall Street <laughs> trades pork bellies. They do. Yeah, they why trade do you have to bellies? put different flavors on it? The pork belly itself is bacon so delicious. Facts. You don't need to get, like... You don't need to get. They had a, it wasn't just like Montreal steak spice. There was a rack of this shit. It was yeah. Montreal steak spice. It was like fucking uh, maple bacon, chorizo, and maple. Oh, not maple bacon. Uh, maple bacon's delicious. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> Turkey bacon. Turkey bacon's not bacon. I know, but it's it's good. It's like it tastes like spam. Does it? Yeah. You ever yeah, had turkey the bacon? Greasiest of all bacon's is the best kind of bacon. Like when you yeah. get a nice. If you're hungover grease. and you want grease, you want like a. You want to go like to like one of those buffets? If you ever go to a hotel buffet where you got to serve yourself breakfast in the morning, if you're at a conference or something like that, I have a coffee. And they just have like a fucking, cup. like one of those things with like the, like the candles underneath to keep you keep it warm. And also for, wa- good for bugs. And it's just full of like that like fatty bacon that's all like yeah. just crumbly. Rubbery bacon. I'm a fan of it. I don't like the crispy bacon. Yeah, that's gonna get you through a hangover. That real fucking rubbery bacon. That's gonna. It's got grease dripping in, and you're and, and you they feel just gross. Have pounds and pounds of it. And what it is, it must be. This is what I believe. Dutch Hall fact again. Greases your chute to let all the the bad stuff out. Let all the stuff Hell you did yes. the night before out of you. Hell yeah. Right. I agree a hundred percent. It attaches uh, itself. Takes yeah, the, the bad stuff. It just out. cleans you out. Yeah, a good drink at night. You start drinking at night. And then you uh, drink until, like, um, you, uh, it's ridiculous, until you're like, oh, we stayed up way too late, right? We have something to do tomorrow. And then you wake up in the morning, you have a real greasy breakfast and a nice shit. See you later. And a cup of coffee or something like that. Or Pops your uncle. You know? And that, that's part of it. That's part of the whole drinking night is the morning where you have that breakfast <laughs> and the dump. I you can't discount the dump. It's fantastic. I'll get rid of all your that. Day. It's going to change your change day. your day. Sure if you does. miss the dump, and you just have the breakfast, you're still like, uh, you still got all that crap in you. You got to get rid of it. Yeah. If you have a, a beer drink and you drink twelve beers, you are going to shit all fucking day the next day. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Like, uh, I like to run a nice program where you just ride the same drink all night, and I find I get way less hang- hungover. So if I just drink beer. All night, yeah, you might have the odd shot, a couple shots here and there, but just beer all night, is that's my main drink. Yeah. Way less of a hangover. But if I start mixing, like, beers, vodkas, whiskeys, shots, all that in, poof. That's where it's trouble is the Am mixture? I the only one that feels this? That's what I'm no. wondering. No, I think that's normal. Is that normal? Okay. Yeah, but I feel like shit uh, with, uh, yeah, with beer, no matter, or pop. 
no matter what. Yeah, like pop. you drink too much pop, it's like I think just the too sugar. Much of anything. The sugar, yeah. Sugar gives you I'm the hangover, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Pete. What? Every time you're hungover? Yep. Every time, no matter what. No matter, no matter what. what you drink, but you drink too much in the morning, hungover. <laughs> yeah, Paul. <laughs> Paul is the best example of Paul's opening day bass, right? Every day we go opening day bass. This year, no. This year, you broke the streak. I'll All give right. you a perfect credit. Father of the year or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it was like a different story this year with Paul. But uh normal years when Paul comes for opening day, he gets he drinks he he brings in a bottle that's like a he, you figure he's bringing it for the whole group. But it's, no, it's just for Paul. <laughs> that whole bottle is just for Paul and he drinks the entire bottle. And you drink you see him drink the whole bottle and like we're going like we're, he's going then he sleeps for an hour and a half. And then he wakes up to go fishing somehow. Like, I don't know how he gets up. He's in a drunken stupor. I thought we killed him when he drank the whole bottle. Like, and that's every year. You're like, oh, that's a bigger bottle. He's drank the whole thing, too. Like, and, you're, and then he wakes up and gets on the boat. And then vomits on the boat the whole day. Chum the waters. Chum the waters. That's Chum just water. good fishing. That's his lure. Yeah. But it's proven to be not as helpful as you think. Like, it's not, it doesn't actually attract the fish. You're not hitting the limit every time, eh? No, not with the vomit surrounding our boat. <laughs> fish stay away. Yeah, but it's funny because that's like tradition, right? Everybody's got their tradition. Yeah. Paul's is full bottle puke. Yeah. The funniest thing ever, the funniest thing, I, the guy I have a, where I park my boat, I have a little trailer. And then the ne- next to me, there's a guy with his. And he watched us get up to go fishing one year, and we had just this little tin boat because my boat didn't work. And uh, Charters uh, uh, was a Charters. mess the night before. And then uh, he's trying to get in the boat. And as he gets in the boat, he puts one leg in, keeps one leg on the dock, and the boat starts to go away from him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so all of a sudden, you see, like, Charters. <laughs> I wish I would have seen no, it. No, I, no, I just no, hear no, my no, neighbor no, explain. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, full Jean-Claude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> Until you split the Pollock in two. Belgium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It didn't anyway. work out Yeah, you got wet. He fell right in the water. <laughs> you know, now if that happened, everyone, there'd be like four videos of him. Yeah, oh, that's the thing. It, it, yeah. This was, how many years ago was that? Well, like three years ago, probably. Oh, was yeah. it? Well, maybe five. Everything's more than you think, because <laughs> the time goes so quick. But it goes. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things that yeah. that that uh, I can't believe there's not more footage of that, right? I think that there should have been footage of it, but we live in that we live still in the part where we're insulated from it. Like I think that if you're in a city right now, you can't do fuck all without getting uh, uh, put on video, yeah. and someone's gonna see what you're doing. And uh, you can't be like a raving lunatic in the city anymore and not have like a million people catch on video doing it. Yeah, it's funny. Like uh, I listen to a lot of sports radio and that's what the, like the players talk about playing in certain cities. And it doesn't even matter anymore. Like if they want to go out and have a good time, say like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, we just had a, you know, a good road trip or a good whatever. They can't go out because they're on camera yeah. all the time. Yeah. And that's why like guy like, like Sidney Crosby, as far as hockey goes, like he's squeaky clean because he's going to play like Nintendo at home, uh, right? Is Whatever. that real? Is that real? Well, they just—he's smart. Like, yeah. Well, you have to, or you got to get a private party or, or something. Because you go out and hammer a couple beers, and next thing you know, it's on fucking Snapchat yeah. and my face. Well, you know what uh, Derek Jeter used to do? Bang a lot of chicks. <laughs> yeah, that. Well, how he would do it and not be on video is he'd he had this policy that he come in the 
to one of his parties, you had to check your your phones at the in, at the door or whatever. Yeah. Be searched for your phones, you know, like so people know no one would tape anything. Yeah, that's crazy. You have to like do it like it a gu- is, like guns, you know, like so you yeah. can have privacy. Yeah. Just a night where you can just sit there and be a dirtbag, right? Yeah, and that's like guys uh, talk about like playing in Toronto and not wanting to is because like you're you're under a microscope even more yeah. than. So say you go down to Florida and you're a hockey player, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you go to L.A. Like Drew Doughty's just scooting around doing it because there's no fucking Arizona. Yeah, Arizona, nobody cares yeah. about that. Because but it, if you're Kobe Bryant, you're fucked, right? Right, right. <laughs> you're playing you're playing soccer in uh where do they have one in the States, like uh Seattle? Yeah. You're Seattle probably gonna be able to get away with yeah, uh, any, any yeah. soccer in the States. Soccer in the States. Go. <laughs> be fine. Well, if you're playing in like Barcelona, yeah, you're in trouble. Good luck yeah. With that. yeah. <laughs> do the managers tell them like you gotta you can't go out and do this. Like, do they have a- hockey players? I don't know. I much think they about. have like advisors now. They yeah, have like, like managers media, media, and agents. Yeah. Oh right? yeah, totally. Like people that advise them on. Uh, like when you see those guys doing interviews, they're like robots for a yeah. reason. Yeah. Because you can say this and you can't say that. Yeah. PK Subban, who I mean, for me, I don't know. I'm kind of fifty-fifty on him, but I give him all the credit in the world. That guy's making the game more exciting. Yeah. Because he's pushing the limits of. Uh, of of hockey because we're very reformed and we should yeah. do things a certain way and he's like fuck that I'm gonna yeah. wear crazy suits I'm gonna wear a stupid fucking hat yeah I'm well, gonna celebrate Jesus. like a crazy person but he's really find, good it's, it's I always fun. find it like yeah. uh, I, I I'm for anybody that's a character yeah. in life you know Jesus Christ and anything. Any facet of life, right, you're going to be. If limits. you're in the entertainment business, you should be entertaining for Hell heaven's yes. sakes. Yeah. You know. So where are our characters? You know, yeah. Sidney Crosby is not a character. No, yeah. he's amazing, but he's not. He's a great a, talent, but he's yeah. not a character. Right. You know, like so, a guy like uh, uh, Jeremy Roenick was a character. Jeremy you know? Roenick, unreal. You know, great like, example. Yeah, great that's example. a. You know, those are. I think uh, the peop- those are people you need more of. Remember when Brett Hall Ron went off the rails a bit? Yeah. Brett Hall was actually a character for a while. Yeah. He was a he was a vanilla guy for a while, and then he yeah. became a character. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, uh, oh, Hextall was great, or Billy Smith. Yeah, or, like, or those like, are the guys you remember, right? Yeah, those are the guys you exactly. You don't remember, just like Dave McInnes last week, to his credit. Which, if he was going to be mad at me for this show, <laughs> he wouldn't listen this far. But uh, <laughs> he'd be safe if he didn't. But to his credit, he was a star last week's show. He was a star last week's show. He, Just he, giving him credit later. I never want to be the star of the show. He was a focal point. You have you have never had to worry about that. No, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You were the star of the show. You, was he? He the might star? get murdered. <laughs> that was it. That was all. About was you. Dave the star uh, when he, when he fell asleep and we got the picture of him? Yes. Yeah. No, that was a that was a nice. Uh, it was ice. like cherry on top. Well, of you know what? There was a point where like he trashed us so hard. Like he tried to like just break down everything that we enjoyed about everything in our lives, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I tell him it was, it was all worthless and everything. And by the way, if anybody is like uh, deciding to s- take time away from work and just think about, um, like, uh, thinking about what it's all about, <laughs> right? Yeah. If that's your ambition in life, don't fucking do it. Yeah. Right. Or write good jokes. And go, you know, because like that, there's no one supposed to wonder what it's all about. It's going to drive you nuts. It only leads to the, it only leads to despair. Yeah, just do was, whatever you think is going to yeah. make you happy. Don't think, do. Yeah, I was I was it. hoping it would lead to Steve doing the honky tonk. <laughs> yeah, Paul the whole time. This is it. Paul the whole time uh, during the show. 
was trying to incite Steve into a violent outburst or to hit uh, him with his guitar. And Steve, what did you think? Uh, at first, I thought he wanted me to fuck him. I, I yeah. felt awkward about the whole situation, <laughs> so I avoided looking at Paul because he kept yeah. giving me like weird. Yeah, I like, I didn't know what he, he was wanted. giving him hip thrusting <laughs> signs. Is what Steve was just doing. Yeah, yeah. It was hip Steve, thrusting. Don't fuck him. Hit him with the guitar. I understood because from my perspective, this is how much of a zoo it was last week, though. To finish it off the show with this, where they go, it was that uh, I have like uh, I have uh, Dave saying nothing. Dave's saying nothing, like throwing me off. If I'm on a train of thought, and he's like, he's like throwing in something different, screwing I it all seven up. Seven dudes. You guys like <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, out of nowhere, kiss seven dudes. Then uh, you guys, <laughs> then you guys, uh, like, Beef's got his back to me, and he's talking to you, and you guys are having something going on, and you're like doing uh, charades with Steve, and then uh, I can see like uh, Mike is like uh, got like dagger eyes away. At any point in time, Mike's gonna be leaping through the cords of this room and it's going to be tying him around his ne- neck there's tension in the room and then Wes is a wild card you don't even picture Wes Charlie's happy as fuck just sitting there like a dope <laughs> <laughs> sitting there like a dope doesn't even doesn't know what's going on just happy not to be in the master is a master of industry or whatever he's doing I don't know what he puts totally in. true good read yeah. on the room yeah that's the way I t- <laughs> that's the way I took it and then uh, I don't know what's going on, you know. So uh, it was a big, it was chaos. 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 Listen to the show. Yeah. Might, yeah. It might actually do well. Next week's show, I think it's next week. We might, we have. Dave uh, McKinnis again. No, big no. favorite of the show. Big favorite of the show. It turns out he's an international sensation. Oh, yeah. I went and looked at his shows from previous weeks. Enrique Iglesias? This guy's been all, in Italy especially, Italy is big time into the episode. Shooting porn with Brandon McIntosh. Oh, real star of the show. He, because I think his program uh, that he was on that reality show was it called The Right Hand? Yeah, The Right Hand. He uh, it's it's playing in Italy, and I think he's I think he might be a hit in Italy. Oh, yeah, he's Italy. a good guest. Great stories. Italy, big on the porn. Yeah, so we invited. I I noticed he was he was getting a resurgence. That episode's just all of a sudden re, uh, doing doing big business in Italy. Which I can't. I don't know why. It's an older Italians episode. Italians love Dutch life from the Dutch Hall. <laughs> it's a t- Italy, India, like the Mal- and, uh, Malaysia, Germany. No, no Germany for him. Oh, no Germany for him. No, he does. They do not appreciate him in Germany. Nine nine nine. Really? Nine nine nine. <laughs> they do not appreciate the porn there. They like only shitting on people's chests. Yeah. And great porn and fisting. That's you know, German. <laughs> no, if you guys can listen back to that little, I agree, Chris. Porn yeah. and fisting uh, is German. <laughs> and what we might have just done was come Rising up. Under we growth. might have just came up with the title to our episode. <laughs> what was that again? Porn and fisting is German. Yeah. <laughs> Porn and fisting is German. Scheisen on du Grost. <laughs> and Scheisen came right out of the reluctant German's mouth. It was like a reflex, Steve, where just German came out of your mouth. And when you said it, it like I don't know. Maybe because you had your hand raised in such a fashion. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, he was, but he was, was air fisting. Yeah. <laughs> you were, he was goose stepping with a real high high clip over there. But it, yeah. it seemed that convincing when you said penis. that German. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he does have that funny <laughs> penis. <laughs> Anyways, that's been our show this week. I hope you've all enjoyed it. Uh, we are live from the Dutch Hall. Listen to us every week. Tell your friends. Give us some feedback at live from the Follow us on Facebook or 
What is it? The like us on internet. Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and Instagram. <laughs> and uh, Twitter. Do you have Snapchat? Snapchat I do. My face. There you go. But nobody does anything with me, and I don't like it. Do we have any plugs for anybody else? Grinder. Plugs? Uh, no, you can go Bushdog. watch me at some sh- shithole in London on Sunday. Bushstock 25th, 6th. Oh, shit. Right. We forgot Bushstock. I'm sorry, Steve. No, we didn't. We did not. Bushstock. We supposed to pl- I forgot to write them down in feedback. There we go. Bushstock. It is uh, happening. Bushstock two seven, 2017. Go to www.bushstock2017. Or is this bushdoc.ca? And it is this uh, August 25, 26, 27. A headline the truths on uh, on Saturday, Saturday night. night. Get your camping passes. Mm-hmm. Lakeside or, Vista. Uh, Lakeside Vista, uh, where the views are beautiful. And the memories are even better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got anyone else? Yeah. Anything you want to plug, Chris? No, I'm good. No, we're good. Okay, yeah, that's great that you reminded me, though. Cause Woo! Anyways, until next week, we will see you on T. See you next Thursday. Apologize Sorry, to my wife for calling her along in the tooth by the right? well, But we need some whores. Where are the hoes? Like, hey, Pete. I'll take.